Welcome to First Generation Burden, a series of conversations with immigrants and the children of immigrants. My name is Rich Tu, and I'm your host. So thanks for the great response to last episode season premiere. Uh, it's been really fun so far. We have some really cool episodes in the tank. Um, this one has Nicole Jasek and Noreen Morioka. This is really fun to record, and I think you'll hear that this episode because we're just all really good friends. What's really interesting about this conversation is that it's with the first pair of married partners that I've had on the microphones before. Um, I've had a few of those on the mic as singular individuals within a partnership, but this is the first time that we've had a, a two-person conversation uh, or with two people. Um, we talk a lot about how different partnerships work in the industry, as well as what it takes to be a good leader. We talk a lot about leadership. Um, I think that's what makes this episode so special. Um, and these two amazing uh, creatives have had a variety of leadership roles with a range from the smallest to the biggest, most recently having had the roles as co-heads of design at Wyden and Kennedy over in Portland, Oregon. Um, and we talk a lot about how to create effective dynamic partnerships and also a lot of future casting for the creative industry as a whole uh, that said this is such a great time recorded over at listing party at canal street market without further ado here's a really great conversation nori morioka nicole jasik welcome to the studio wow i like this i like how you just start hot oh yeah i'm just coming in hot at all times <laughs> you're a hot asian <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're like one of the few. Oh, you look, yeah. so You're one Thank of the you. few hot Asians. Oh, I think I actually think that um, current um, current beauty standards um, <laughs> are, you know, within the uh, within the uh, Western uh, Eurocentric lens doesn't necessarily accommodate for uh, Asian beauty in a way that uh, that allows for nuance. No, I think we're slowly getting towards that space now where we can. We can start like really embracing um, Asian beauty from like all lenses, not not unlike the way that I think Fenty opened up like a, a different lens of uh, beauty across, you know, across different See um, what I'm saying? You're coming in hot. <laughs> You're the hot Asian. Look at you just throw down that language. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck. But then again, you only know two. What? <laughs> Zipang. And rich. <laughs> That's right. I only know two Asians. Maybe John Mayer. Yeah, three. yeah right. there three. you go. Oh, uh, Ryan, thanks, man. Shout out to Ryan Biazan. Thank you. It was Holding really it down. You. Are you planning? Are you going back to work after this? No, I'm, I'm going to Comic Con after this. Oh, this Woo! is. A- yeah. Well, I actually took today off. This is super fortuitous because I rarely take days and off. And you're like totally Friday. ruining your Friday. Oh my now? God, we are ruining your Friday. No, right. you're, you're making it better. The only thing that. Um, that, hold on, let me just close this fucking curtain. Oh, here I can help. Yeah, Morioka, get up. <laughs> it's uh-huh. a good, it's a good setup you wow, have here. This, this is, is a really very good. good setup. I think so. Yeah. Wow. Well, so All y'all right. left Wyden yes, and we did. left Portland. Wow. I know. What was what was that like? Also, have you actually moved out of Portland? We moved out of Portland. We moved literally two weeks ago. Holy shit. So, you are done and done. Yeah. We're putting our two homes together in into one. one it's and a mess. finding that we're very consistent on what we buy. Huh. So now we have a good garage Twice sale. Twice of everything. Yeah. We're going to have a great <laughs> garage sale coming up. Two so things. get ready. I know. Like yeah. how many couches, how many beds, how many TVs? Same thing. Same. Just same twice. Oh same. my gosh. Wait, wait. So can we talk about that? Like what? what's the next step then? And also what's the... 
Yeah, what was, where are you going now? Where are you living now? Well, we, we moved back into our house in Venice Beach, which we never got, it. got rid of. As you know, we went yeah. back every every two weekends. Right. I'm going to be in LA next weekend, actually. Are you going to come see work. us? Uh, yeah, I'll, I, I would love to, actually. I'll be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday for some work stuff, but let's, let's dip if around. If you have time, we'll take you out. I would love that. That would be awesome. Oh. Noreen, you gotta you gotta come in. No, I didn't really want no, no. to hear me just, say. Why that. don't we turn her mic off? <laughs> <laughs> Great, thanks a lot. If anything, it's good to just like have it right super close to your face. Like right here. Right here. Like if you look at like a, in your face. Yeah. So if you look at a like you know like radio station DJs, it's like right here. You actually look like you're eating that microphone right now. That's that's the way you should do it. Okay. Because then good. yeah, because then yeah. I I can t- adjust the levels as I need to. I can always turn things down, but it's hard to turn things up. Oh. Okay. You know what I mean? That fly is going to just drive us insane. Yeah, exactly. That's the fourth guest. Okay, there you go. I love it. When it buzzes by. Yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's go for it. Yeah, so wait, wait. Let's unpack that because now you you guys are coming in hot. So, oh. Yeah, so so Portland, let's talk about it. Well, Por- you lived in Portland. I did. Actually, I think about it today. I was talking to Allie today about when we all caught dinner at Tasty and Alder. Uh-huh. And it was super rainy that night. Very indicative of Portland Boy. weather. And and I don't think that you were in conversation for a widened thing. No. I think you were just no, taking was general so, meetings, right? Yeah, yeah, that was like meeting with Nike people. That right. was like my client at NGLA. So we just went up there to see them. That's how we, that's actually the first time oh we've ever God. been to Portland. Oh I was gosh. just thinking about Ali's expression that whole entire dinner. <laughs> she had this expression that I actually remember one moment looking in the mirror thinking I look just like her, not as beautiful. She looked amazing that night, even though she had this look of... Why the fuck am I here? Why the fuck am I here? But <laughs> In I, Portland. I mean, Portland is awesome. It's yeah, just Portland like, is awesome. Shout out to Portland. Yeah, shout out to Portland. If you, if, you, yeah. if you like, you know, toilets and like hotels and stuff, you know, if, if you're not a camping type of person, yes, maybe not so great. But exactly, Nicole no, it was toilets. It, no, no, no. I I actually <laughs> loved it. I love the people. Yeah, I uh, summers are unbelievable. Oh my god, yeah, th- that three month sliver. Oh yeah, Lord, glorious. Yeah, but I was glorious very, like, absolutely. I'm. I feel like lucky that we got these three months of summer before it started raining, and then we're like, see ya. Yeah. Oh, you moved out at a good time. Yes. Yeah, we totally did. It's actually very cold right now and raining. What else is new? I think it's it's warmer in New York City than it is in Portland right now. Yeah, sure. that's true. It's, it's actually getting, getting really nice. We had a little muggy situation a couple of days ago, but now we're getting into like that's you know, called, layered that's weather. That's called rain. <laughs> 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 no, but it was all good. I think we had a really great experience there. Yes. I mean, I've, I've for one, love the people at White and Kennedy. Yes, they, great people. They are, it's like 600 people that are smart and intelligent and super fun. And it was a really super wonderful culture to be part of. Yes. Right. You know, and, but also like, you know, when you run a small studio, it is a different thing when you see things run on a very different level and budgets are way, way bigger. And, um, just to see how, how you run it on world-class level. Yeah. You for know? Sure. And, and I think that's very helpful for what, whatever we're doing next. Um, yeah, that so, level of insight for sure. Whoa, yeah, right. I mean, it's it's perfect. So we we totally are grateful for that. Um, but it's time for us to do something else. Yeah, you know? for like, sure. I think 
You know what I I was thinking about too when when Adweek put out the announcement that you two were going to go to Widen. I remember the caption underneath your photo. What was the caption? The caption was, uh, "Morioka left, Jassic right, will relocate to Portland." <laughs> that was actually the caption. I was like. Huh. Yep. Like that's an interesting caption. It's wow. it's a great caption. We got a lot of screenshots of that. Like really, <laughs> let's see how long you last. Um. So, so well, what's the next step? What's coming up next? I know usually we do this at the end of the thing, but I think we're you know I I uh, first number one. I don't think we're made for corporate culture. Fair. Right. Like that's not our thing. We're we're people that that like to lead yes. that's kind of like our mo like we, we can't be squeezed into a box absolutely and then just execute stuff we can't like right. we're, there's, we're there's not- a lot of uh, accolades and hardware in this room particularly mm-hmm. concentrated on your side of the table no i was gonna say on your side of the table i would think on your side of the table i, I have a little mini bios here i'm just like oh shit there's a uh, several medals up in here we did a well that one <laughs> I, know. Yeah, I might break a hip soon <laughs> What are you trying to say? I'm just saying. Are you trying to say you're hot? <laughs> yes, you are hot. Okay. I'm, saying, I'm trying These to say. gestures are amazing. The hot gesture. I'm trying okay. to say, get up on the microphone. Uh, yes. Okay. You're hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's actually been um, really wonderful where we could take all that learning. Yes. Right. And take a moment and say, wow, if you change culture. Right. If you make a impact on culture and you're very aware of this because most of your work is about identifying culture and changing culture, that there is a financial return. And the joke being is that every fucking creative out there gives away the, the secret sauce and somebody else makes money off of it. So now really watching the secret sauce and watching people make money and how much money is out there. I think Nicole and I are now looking at each other saying, why don't we like even the space that we're in today right this is about not about a single group it's about taking a whole community empowering them and making it valuable that's the goal that we have in our head right now yes how do we do something that actually is the return on creative right right is that good enough no it's good and i think you know i mean a lot of people like oh you're going back to your boutique design studio like no and uh, funny that you mention it because it's like, what the fuck was I thinking back then? You know, like it was just a fun hobby and now it's just a very different mindset. So I think we're going to, we're going to create something that creates many, many things. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be just like, oh, make an identity here and make that. I think we're going to go into um, creating our own brands Um and and do some stuff. I, I I can't give everything away of just course, yet. Of course, of course. But um, uh, I'm very excited about it because it takes it to a very different level the way you typically would see design and put these things, all these learnings from the past together and build this new entity. Yes. Well, that doesn't I, exist in this form just yet. Well, Nicole and I are all both pissed off at ourselves for not getting an MBA. You know, uh, I I and now what we're doing is we're going into a massive research. Uh, kind of mentality of reading every fucking Harvard case study that's out mm. there, talking to uh, business leaders and really getting ourselves educated for our next. And also doing the same thing that, that we I just said, bringing these alliances together that have an impact versus being egocentric and thinking that you could do it by yourself. Right, right. You know? right. 
That is interesting. That scalability. Right. Because scalability really, it's a term that gets thrown around, but it's not something that people actually take to heart in terms of the way they conduct their business, like usually, you know? Well, the joke about it is, is let's be honest, success is not finite. It's infinite. And the dumbass thing is people let their ego get in the way and think, why are they ahead of me? Why do they do this? Fuck you. Come on. It, there's so much out there. The dumbass thing is wasting your time thinking that someone stole something from you. Mm. You know? Yeah. I mean, I see that a bit less. That probably was the mentality like maybe 10 years ago. I remember, you know, when I was interning and stuff like that existed way more. Where it's like, hey, that logo looks way too much like this one. And then it's like a big drama. Um, but I think times have changed and like focus has changed. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you know that, like you don't even, it's very hard to explain what design is these, these days. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, advertising has changed in its form. Like everything is like still in movement and it's like not really tangible. And it's actually awesome because that gives us the opportunity to redefine those elements and see what happens. Yeah. But work with people that we love. You know, you're one of them. Like, the, no, Likewise. it's true. Like, they're, like, we know exactly who we pull in for certain things and, and create something that's very agile and can be scalable, um, but also is not a burden. Yeah. Hmm, funny. That was like, oh, yeah. Burden. That like, was a oh, good one. Some real synergy up in here. <laughs> Ooh, it's electric. I know. So, <laughs> so I just want to take things uh, back just a couple of steps. So um, we, we definitely came in hot and I love that we jumped in really fast. <laughs> now we can talk yeah. about what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the way we always begin this podcast, uh, recording here at the lovely listening party space at Canal Street Market. So shout out to those guys. Um, and we do have uh, two really amazing guests for our listeners who uh, are also within that first generation space. So if we could just uh, start off by saying a little bit about who we are and where we're from, that'd be great. Go ahead, German oh, yeah. girl. How about the Asian starting? Oh, no, I was going to say <laughs> German, German shit. This one. You know. uh, I'm Noreen Morioka, and I am originally from a small town in Northern California called Sunnyvale which has now become Silicon Valley and everything is now expensive. And then uh, decided that I, it was too geeky to be in Sunnyvale. So I went down to Southern California <laughs> and uh, went to CalArts and started my career off in design, started a studio called Adams Morioka. Wait, before you did that, you were in Tokyo. Yeah, I went to Tokyo right? because I had this deal. I had this mentality that I was going to find out if I was really Japanese. And, oh, and do really? my roots and, thing. By the way, she did not speak Japanese. Yeah. Got it. And, and, and both your parents were born in Japan. Yeah. Oh, no. Actually, oh. uh, my mom and dad are both born. Uh, I'm not the first generation. Got it. But at the time, it's, it's I'm a kind of a hybrid second, third generation. Interesting. And, um, you know, let's be honest. The Japanese were thrown in internment camps and everyone lost their identity. And I grew up not having really an Asian identity. It was a very weird identity, like the one that of denial and also of very secretive, uh, uh, a way of celebrating it. Right. And so I decided enough of that. I was going to go back to Japan after Cal arts and really try to figure out my Japanese heritage. Right. And I, and I still have family over there really, truly wonderful experiences. And the bottom line is no, I am not Japanese. I am very much American. And then, you know, being 5'8 in Japan too, 
Like, oh yeah, you're a you're a tower to those. Oh my god, that's stand up. I know it's like American Godzilla just showed up. It's like hello, um, and then yeah, and then I came back to LA, started a studio uh, with a guy named Sean Adams, who is now the dean of uh, design at uh, Art Center. Yeah, um, twenty five years strong at uh, yeah. Adams Morioka, right? We kind of rocked it, and then uh, went our separate ways, and uh, kind of. Fell into a beautiful job, literally a beautiful job at Tatcha Skincare with Vicky Sai. Learned a lot from Vicky Sai, and then went to. Uh, and it's it's funny because it's a Japanese. Oh my God! American luxury skincare line. Yeah, mm. so I brought back kind of my hybrid thinking with Vicky into that, and then ended up uh, uh, joining forces with Nicole and going to Wyden and Kennedy. Right. And then you? What about you, German girl? Um. Well. I grew up in Germany in a little village called Poppenweiler. And if you translate that, Poppen translates to fuck and Weiler <laughs> translates to Ville, which basically means I'm from fuckville. Um, and yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's really great to grow up that way. Um, no, but like, um, uh, it, it's a little weird because my grandparents are German. My parent, because my great great grandparents were pushed out of Germany during the war, um, so my dad actually grew up in um, uh, uh, former Poland, and my mom grew up in Romania. Oh wow! But the whole family, like the generations before, are all German. So eventually, they all came back. But I was because I don't have a German last name, and my parents' German wasn't perfect because mm-hmm. my grandparents never taught them German. It was like. I mean, Romania was like a communist country. You cannot speak German there or the same thing in Poland. Um, so uh, my childhood basically was was a little tough in that sense because the Germans didn't really accept me as German. I oh, would be the non-German German, sure. right? Even so did you have to I'm learn like, German just through other people? Oh, no, I, I, oh. I perfectly spoke German. My right, parents right. did speak German, but because I was, was exposed to all these other kids and you would go right, to school right, and of stuff, course, of, course, of course, you speak perfect. Of course, of course. Um, but uh, it's just that mentality when you grow up in a little village where there is nobody from anywhere else but, you know, Germans are super white, of course, too. And it's interesting when I brought like Noreen... You're not. <laughs> no, when I brought Noreen there for the first time, and that's not too long ago, maybe, what, seven years ago, people would stare at you because they're like... Ooh, who's this Asian person? Like, as if they have never seen an Asian person before, sure, right? Sure. Like, they all stare at you. So, so that unfortunately still does exist, even though it's way, way more open. And you have Berlin; it's like super multicultural right. and like it's cosmopolitan. There's for sure. more cosmopolitan cosmopolitanity. Is that a word? I don't know. Um, there, more of that happening in Germany, but it's like you know, like it's it's still overall very white, very white. Um, Generally speaking, especially in those little villages, right? It's like really deeply rooted. Um, but I had an awesome childhood, you know. Like I, I grew up in Germany, um, went to school there. I studied communication design there. Um, uh, but then um, my first job was in the UK at the Designers Republic. Um, uh, then went to New York, worked with Colson Wilker for a couple of years. Um, to then start my own agency right. and JLA, and then we I were picked up by White. I think when I first met you, you were a Carlson Wilker. Probably so, yeah, yeah. Probably when we were on the, uh, oh, like like ADC Young Gun, uh, uh, was oh, for it? Sure. the board oh, yeah. days. You, you were, you uh, 
were the chair of that, weren't you? Yes, I, I was, was. Yes, yes, yeah. For a while. No, uh, I was on the board for three or four years consecutively. And then for YG11, I was the chair. And then uh, and then I think you were the chair after. Probably, yeah. Right? And then... And that was awesome. Yeah. It was, was a crazy experience. It was amazing because yeah. it put you together with so many unbelievable... Uh, unbelievably talented people. Right. Um, that was, I had the best time. I mean, my New York days were the best time. I was poor as hell, <laughs> but it was just like life-changing. It was. It know? was like clout. It, it was so interesting because I've talked on the microphones here about what what that culture and what that ADC uh, Art Directors Club culture really meant. Um, you know, when they were still at the at the big gallery. Yeah. And it was really like a clout-based culture. Um, kind of at the beginning of what social media is, like the way we think about it now. And I was really building like these these brands and so many people have gone on to be amazing. Um, yeah, I, I still I still think about it because I same thing. I had like zero money. <laughs> I was so poor. Yeah. And I was like still going to these meetings and like, you know, like everyone was so talented. Um, yeah, just, I feel so blessed and fortunate to have been a part of it, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I feel the same way. Oh, well, you were a, both a part of it because you both are really fucking talented. And I think that's the other thing, too, is when you have a 100% passion behind the work that you do, of course it's going to come through. Right. And, like, you know, even every time I look at the work that you do, I'm always so blown away about how much love that you throw down on that thing. And, the uh, you know, I know this sounds really kind of dumbass, but we did work at one time with this Buddhist group which I thought was kind of fucking crazy. You know, me working with Buddhists. And the head priest looked at me and said, you know, Noreen, he's speaking Japanese, so that's even better yet. He's like, you know, Noreen, you are actually very funny. You're a funny person. And I went, well, thank you, Reverend Shitada. And he said, uh, obviously you've gone through so much shit in your life because the only people who really are very funny are the ones that have had so much pain that they know what it means to be happy. Right. And I was like, well, that's a fucking deal breaker at lunch today. I'm just going to sit here and now order <laughs> drinks. But the reality right. of thanks it for, is... Thanks for that bomb you just dropped yeah, on me. Yeah, thanks, Reverend. But the reality of it is, I think that's the reason why all of us have joy in our lives is because we've seen how hard it is, you know, yeah. on that side. And now could rejoice at the fact that we've gotten someplace. Oh, yeah. So, totally. Likewise, yeah. It's a real fortunate thing to be able to relocate at will. Because I think everyone in this room oh, relocated yeah. at mm -hmm. sheer will. Yeah. Um, just to, you know, reconnect back to our lives. I remember when I moved back to New York, me and Allie think about it all the time. I remember even just last week, we were walking down the streets. We've been back in New York for over two years now. We're just like, man, aren't you glad to be back here with this energy, with like oh, this yeah. level of, you know, um, frequency and seeing like so many different people like everywhere? Yeah, it's, it's so it's cool. It's awesome. And, yeah. and, and, and both cities, I mean, L.A. as well. Absolutely. So diverse. And it makes us happy. I mean, Noreen wakes up every morning. Oh, my God, we're so lucky we're back. I know. You know, <laughs> like, it, it's... It's uh, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, I still miss the team, but... Of it's, course. Like, yeah, really. Like, you know what I'm going to say to you is like, Jesus, I miss my Mexican food. You know, oh, I'm a California yeah. girl. Yeah. and. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, if you see white people make your Mexican food, maybe not such a good thing. Okay, I don't know. Sorry. Probably should walk out. Um, there were a couple of good spots over there by the Target. 
by the target. By the target. By the target. By the by the max station. That one at the corner. Yeah. With a yellow thingy. Yeah. Oh no, we hated that place. Is that place terrible? No, no well, we never I'm went. Impre- it just looked so cheesy that I'm we're like so dumbass for not asking you where to go. Oh oh. oh. Mm. Well, well, I was also you know, uh, for me like I was I wasn't such a foodie. I I remember. Uh, yeah, Tasty and Alder is about as fancy as I would ever get out there. Are you serious? That oh was a God. really good place to introduce us to. It was a yeah. great yeah. place, but I, you know, we got, I mean, we did literally every fucking restaurant in, in Portland, and we, uh, maybe a quick shout out to some of them, because they've been <laughs> incredibly kind to us. Um, like, St. Jack's is like, if you live in Portland, oh, that's where you go. Yeah. St. Jack's is awesome. Jack's is Amazing Jack's. chef. Coquine is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Huh. Olympia Provisions. Olympia Provisions. Yeah. Wow. It's good. I haven't you heard know? that name in two years. We love Olympia yeah. Provisions. And every time we see the sausages. Great charcuterie. Yeah. We totally. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I spend most of my weekends there at Ground Control <laughs> playing video oh, games. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Yeah. And then or just like getting drunk at Tilt or something and just being. Oh, oh and also there were a couple of clubs um, that were. Oh, by, by the by the trucks. I forget what that what that street is that that connects like the east and the west side. But uh, I would, we would always be I love how there. you forget that so quickly. I know. We did too. We're like, what's that called again? I, I don't know. know. Or that little alley by Voodoo Donuts. We just like oh, yeah. run down there. That's right. And just party. So Well, dope. that area has changed a lot. The Hoxton Hotel um, oh, is yeah. now there. Yeah. Like, the it's area is changing. There, right. Yeah. Which is really nice. They have really great, you know, Chinese food, actually. If you go into the speakeasy in a basement, it's really good. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. your your place to, to yeah. hang out. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Speakeasies are less relevant when literally the whole city's a speakeasy. It, that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? That's so like, true. Everything's hidden. It's like, no, like give me a speakeasy underneath like like a holiday inn. I would actually be genuinely interested in that. <laughs> you know? I think you're right. There are a lot of speakeasy there. Yeah, hmm. that's okay. just a way, that's terminology because of council. That's like a almost like a fortune cookie, a fortune right there. <laughs> speakeasy, not that interesting if the a whole town is speakeasy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, getting back into the conversation about design and culture, like what I love about having uh, you two in here specifically about is I've, I've talked to a couple of people about partnerships within design and also the way mm. that, uh, of course, scalability. Um, what what I love about both of you is the you, you bring together personal success, both of you, you two, like the idea of a partnership is so strong, especially with a big corporate culture. Um, and now, like, I feel like, you know, alliances and partners within that space. Like, can you speak a little bit about about your learnings and how you two have combined to create something even more powerful. Go ahead, Noreen. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> I'm going to try to catch caught, that fly. No, did you I, just I, catch I it? I don't think I did. That's pretty, that would be impressive. I, partnerships. I, I, I have to say that there is no, the, the biggest, the most, the best way of coming up with the best creative is not by yourself. Period. You know, I don't, uh, I think you have to have somebody where you feel vulnerable to throw it down and even take the worst criticism to make something better. Right. Right. And um, I felt uh, there, you know, look, it, Nicole and I do not think the same at all. As you could see, oh, no. I am <laughs> I am a much better designer and oh, my God. work is much more interesting Once than hers. Again. 
and she is very banal and I'll boring. I'll leave her here. Okay? No, but when no, I leave, but, I'll leave her here. No, but I love the, it. But I the spill joke, all the tea, just so much tea. Oh yeah, and right I there, all over. And because of that, because we don't think the same, that friction is what makes us sparks. Right. Right. And I think we're also very quick to say, you know what? You're right. I'm wrong. And and not make somebody feel guilty about it. Except if you leave your clothes all over the place and you break things. But also for our listeners, you two are married. Yeah, like, we are. And some people might not know that for the listener. So I think that also that that deeper level of connectivity, so that friction, you still have to come back to you two as human beings. Oh, totally. Oh. And, and that certainly, yeah. you know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a problem until it became a problem. And that was being in the same position at White and both being like the co-heads of design, right. where you're actually literally sitting in one room and like having the same responsibilities. That wasn't easy and that's probably also wrong. Like you have to really start defining, okay, this is your area of expertise and this is your area of expertise and and really separate those things because eventually they all start seeing you as one person. That That's right. when it becomes a problem. Right. So Noreen focused more on like uh, anything, strategy, new business, um, operations. I was focused purely on creative and that made it much easier. And sure, you have to learn I mean, it's probably sim. I mean, you and Ali are in the same industry, right? Yeah. Like, it's somewhat nice to have something in common, and you can talk about things on a very different level, uh, versus being with somebody who who doesn't understand that business, right? Right. right. But at the same time, you fill in each other's gaps, essentially. Yes, yes, definitely. But at the same time, you have to really learn or unlearn, um, you know, making business basically twenty four hours. A day like you need to have time off and do things that are not at all related to any of that right um and that was the hardest part um but i'm glad we got over that hump now we're ready to rock and roll <laughs> but i do think when you see us together it is a force absolutely you know and i i think at times i think many people can be intimidated by oh, I oh think, they are i think a yeah. lot of people got oh, yes. intimidated by it because uh one they're being respectful of our marriage two they're watching us come two people running toward them that's, you oh, know, yeah. that, that's coming in hot, just oh, like yeah. the start of this talk, you know? <laughs> so, but I think with that being said, we've learned what situations work best to how to create those dynamic partnerships. And I think that's where, you know, um, I never look at things that are called failures. I really look at things as being a, a moment where you can uh, be honest enough yes. and humble enough to say that you're, you have to be better. And I think that's the difference when you look at most of those really great creatives, right? Like, and I'm pointing at you, right? Thank uh, you. I'm, I'm pointing back at both of you. No, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> it's like this pointing okay, game. Just, I'm going to exactly. point at Nicole now. But no, but I think when you, when you make those mistakes that you're able to say they are a mistake. Yes. And that you learn from those mistakes and you go forward. And I think right now I'm watching a lot of people who refuse to say that they make any mistakes. Yes. And I'm going to say right now, you're, you're going to fail. you got to get humble. You yeah, gotta, that's true. you got to be able to own it and then go forward. Yep. No, that's totally true. I, I, I think in my current life right now, um, as, as a singular person, I've had to lean more into the partnerships in order to just responsibly split duties as well as be able to um, kind of feel that I, I'm still active in an ecosystem when I have maybe you've taken myself out of an ecosystem, you know, there's this, this trust 
Um, I'm, I'm speaking in super generality so that I don't have to edit the shit out of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard as a solo person, but I've I've come to get over that particular hump for myself. Well, I think also too, I I think there's two sides to it. One, right, you have to find a situation where you could be your creative self, absolutely, and be vulnerable and do the things that you do and go out of the lanes and find a place that or partners that advocate for you and are not fearful of you when you go out of the lane. And that's the toughest part, you know? And I think that's the other thing that I've realized is that when we start creating this new venture, um, that we remember that. Like we cannot have uh, invite creatives to join us on this journey and tell them they have to stay in this lane. No, it, it doesn't work that way because you hire people for their expertise. Yes. And yes. you should let them do what they do best. If you don't and you try to find people that think like you, that's probably the worst you could possibly do um, because it's going to fail. Yeah. You know, that's like totally I think it's very important um, and very important learnings actually for us, for sure. Yeah. Can you speak a little bit about uh, change and change in the industry? Uh, also, because you, you two have, have really facilitated so much change, I think, in the past few years. I don't know about that. Well, I, I think so. I will. I think even uh, personally, like uh, moving between uh, personal ventures to to bigger ventures and back and forth, there's like a an amazing fluidity in 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 your progress and your movement within an industry that's constantly changing. And I think everyone is always freaking out. And I know that I've definitely moved around over the past few years. How do you how do you both uh, manage that and facilitate? Because I think there's that trend of going in house right now. There's a, also a trend away from agency, mm -hmm. but then there's a there's other trend of like the middle agencies taking ownership of projects um, in a different way, and and um, you know the big agencies have to like manage those partnerships now. It's like, how do you work within mm. the clusters? It's, it's interesting. I mean, big agencies are definitely going to be in trouble because what, what their problem is, is the fact that they're big barges that are not flexible enough for the times that we're in. Right? right. Like that's a problem. How do you, and, and AORs are going away. Everything is on a project basis, which designers tend to deal better with because that's what they've done all their lives. Right. With an advertising, you're not used to that. Right. You have that security over a couple of years and you can plan and you can plan with staffing and stuff like that. Those things are going to fall away like almost completely. Yeah. Um, and it should be interesting to see how how people react to that. I think things are going back to probably more nimble, more flexible systems. Right. I think the, the fact, like in the end, it's all about problem solving. I think that's the core of, of the design, but also the advertising business in a certain sense. Um, that's not going away. You will always need marketing. You always need design. You always need those things. It's just like uh, the way you get to the end result is changing. Um, but I wouldn't say freaking out. I think it's actually brilliant for all of us because we can redefine what that means. Right. Uh, or I'm hoping I think that's so. what we're going to do. You know, like uh, it's actually brilliant times. I know a lot of people are scared, but I don't think it's necessary to be scared at all. Right. I'm actually super excited. I've never been more excited about the industry yeah. than right now. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that people are scared because it's like that buy low, sell high type of mentality. Like you can actually invest, uh, make the little bets in so many different things now. Totally. And um, a lot of people don't realize that that's the hack or that's one of the hacks. And I think this is a time when we're watching our leadership out there in general 
just be bullies, right? And are you going to sit there and be bullied or are you going to stand up and say no? And I love the what's happening now. It's like Nicole used to constantly say to me, oh my God, Americans, they just don't know how to protest. You know, look at Europe. We have at least 100,000 people show up and you only have like 5,000 people show up. And I'm like, you know, she's got a really good point. I do not sound like that. <laughs> I want to point that out. Welcome to my life. Rich. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think this is a time when we have to start either A, uh, I think this, I will say it over and over again, you got to find your tribe. Yes. You know, and I think it is about power in numbers. I think it's about finding all the right people to come together and start, you know, a, a wave of change. And that's you know? one thing. But then also when it comes to brands or client relationships, for example, I think it's, it's more of like actually having a relationship with them, you yes. know, versus... Yeah. Um, being robots and nobody knows each other. I think oh, those those relationships are becoming more and more important. And I think these are probably going to be the keystones of building business. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Well, they've always been the keystones of building business. Yes, but I, I would say many, many, many places don't operate that way. Yeah, I think so or too. don't have the respect for it or, you know, like all these things. Right. It's It's funny that you say like, the the building relationships even this relationship because i've i've seen you guys in portland we've hung out in miami you know oh yeah, yeah, we, we, about yeah that. we've hung out like just it's nice to just be able to catch up whenever uh whenever we all happen to be mutually in the same city but then not a lot of um you know relationships necessarily exist in that way but it's always you know it's always good vibes well i think the other thing that the reason why we have good vibes is we actually celebrate each other's work Yes, I agree. You I know, agree. and I think that's the one thing I've noticed. You've got a lot of people who are are so jealousy negative. is like oh, it's horrible. A, the arrogance, the jealousy killer, yeah. it, that that doesn't get any profession anywhere. But quite frankly, it's well, so and if it, that it's happens, easy to be critical. It's well, easy to be negative. But that happens out of fear. Okay, the one thing that I learned, and and I was very fortunate that we got to work with a leadership coach. It was oh, eye yeah, you opening. Were telling me about yeah, that. Remember really that? Good. Oh, it was yeah, eye opening. Yeah, and you start analyzing people, and you start seeing that certain things that pissed me off, you know, shouldn't piss me off because that person might react out of fear. Right. And unfortunately, that happens a lot in our world. Sure. You know, like, but then people like you, um, and it's it's probably not a lot of people. You know, like we try to eliminate a lot of people that are not good for us that are not people I want to have around. Um, but then people like you that, you know, there's this positive chemistry and this energy and we all like each other, but we all have mutual respect for each other. And I think those things are uh, super important keystones. Yes, I have a, yeah. I have respect for you because you're constantly beating me at that stupid game. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, what game? Oh my God. Oh, at dots? Yes. Yo, you, I see. <laughs> you beat the shit out of me all the time. I will spend a whole like day trying to get ahead of you. So, so, then so this is what's happening. Noreen Morioka plays the game Dots, her most favorite game on earth. It's and my every, favorite game on earth. Uh, obviously, game. because she's like, oh fuck, yeah. Rich is ahead of me. What is he doing? Is he working? What is he doing? Like he's always ahead of me. And, like, and you'll get past like these really hard yeah. levels. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's because it's my commute game. I used to read comics on the Marvel Comics app in the morning 
Oh, um, and there's that, a Marvel Comics app. Yeah, I had no Marvel, idea. There's a Marvel Comics app, and they've actually optimized their pages for um, a cell phone viewing experience, oh. which I like. But then I've done less of that now, and I just all, all I do is play dots uh, on the way to and from work, and it's my zen. And and also I I'm always doing the two ninety nine. I'm always spending money on it. Are you really? <clears throat> I yeah yeah. Oh. I was talking to uh, Justin Genex. Shout out to Justin, the homie. And then he was like, yeah, I had to quit it. <laughs> like <laughs> I was just throwing too much energy at it. So I'm. It's for me. It's an addiction. Oh, it's totally my addiction. And I swear to God, she's I... not watching TV without playing that thing at the same time. <laughs> not happening and then like Nicole will look at me and I she's do like, neither Why one do you? of them she's like what do you have that expression on your face I'm like what do you think I have that expression on my face because Rich is like five <laughs> levels ahead of me I cannot get no, over she, this she gets oh actually God. very competitive in That's, that space I love it's very that. funny isn't uh, Pang on there too? No, yeah. Is that Zipang? Yeah, I haven't seen, seen Zipang <laughs> lately in, no, the, no. in the runnings no I think we should start a whole entire like group on dots to like compete Holy against shit. each other. Yeah. Oh, I've actually <laughs> never taken the competitiveness to that level or seriously until right now. This second. Now I'm going to be thinking about it all the time. I'm going to be thinking Great. about it all the time. Can't wait to see what's yeah. next. I'm going to throw at least $3 into every level. Now. Oh my God. And I'm going to change my head, head shot on there. I'm just going to, because your oh head God. shot is like so sweet. It's the one where you're like, Hey. I know. I was like, "Hey, hey!" I'm gonna make mine like, "Bitch, I'm gonna get you." <laughs> I also put mine. Do you put yours on the um, vision impaired version or the colorblind version? So there are the pluses and the minuses. Do you do you play that version? Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, hold no. On. Yeah, what is that? It's um, it it's actually visually helped me. Um, what do you mean pluses and minuses? Wait so, a minute! I know. So, oh, now you're giving away your secrets. This is I awesome. Am. I don't. I don't care. I, I'm. For me, it's not. It's not intellectual. He's property. just helping you, so he's not too far ahead. Because exactly. it's getting boring, probably. Yeah. <laughs> you so, do. You always get ahead of me. I'm like. Yeah. So it's all the pluses and minuses and like vertical equal oh. signs. So it's not just the colors. It actually does help with the visual recognition of the. Look patterns. how many extra little points you have on the bottom of yours. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, and then I, so. And I'm, I'm throwing money at it for sure. Nice. Okay. But isn't that fin- isn't that a game that has been created by designers? Yeah. Yes. For sure. Um, what a successful venture. Yeah, you know, like totally. those things are like just so interesting. Oh, it's yeah. beautiful. It's a beautiful game. It is. I do wish the kerning of that logo with that four. <laughs> that <laughs> four such stack. a designer. <laughs> I, I wish that the the D and the T, I just tuck in that T just a little bit. So it was a perfect square. You know, actually, uh, we do know uh, our our coach, uh, Kara Reppin, is, knows those guys. I'm going to tell her you said that. <laughs> You know, yeah. Rich too has suggestions for the logo. Rich wants to do your logo over. Exactly. No, just a little bit of like. (laughs) Wait. So uh, when it when it comes to the to the leadership coach, like what are what are some of those learnings? Well, because a I think I need one, but what what were the big takeaways? Because that that's actually very rare experience Mm -hmm. too, um, to reach a level where you are being provided. Um, that type of um, feedback and also kind of insight into personal process. You know, it's really funny because we, you know, you're so used to taking criticism, right? I mean, you go to school and what do you do? You show your project and you take constructive criticism. But when it comes to you, oh my God, it's like this emotional derailment. Well, for me, it was an emotional derailment. I would just hear one thing and I would be derailed. Like, oh my God, that guy doesn't like me. That woman hates me. What's going on? And 
every single time she would take it four levels deeper and well, say you, yeah what's an example you, you basically zoom out and you look at a situation and you look at it from a very different perspective which makes you realize you're an idiot for like thinking that this is this or make it into a problem whereas it isn't a problem or you're looking at something um and say you know like there's a reason why the person reacted in a certain way so there's no reason for you to react in that way like th it, it helps you um no like for example very specific would be uh we would share with her what happened and she would say to us guys this person hates their job and is trying to change the job role and i'm like oh well that's totally different right i, I thought she hated the project it's like no she hates her job and she wants you to assign a different level of responsibility mm. right the psychology behind it. Yeah. So, I would almost say it was was more like therapy than it was, you know, actionable, like actionable. No, everything was actionable, but like it, it seemed like to be more on a therapy level. Um, that was very important because if you run a studio with like, let's say 10 people, it's a very different scenario than working with 100 people that are all of a sudden reporting into you. Right. Okay. Um, uh, that comes with a lot of problems, with a lot of issues. Everybody, you know, needs to have the same amount of attention. How do you do that? Um, how to make them better? Like everybody has their own goals. Every Everyone's goals are different. How do you combine those things? And how do you get the max out of a person? Right. But then also like what we never had to do. How do you manage up? How do you manage sideways? How do you manage down? Like those things were completely new to us. Right. So that was very helpful um, in order to be successful within such a big organization. Right. Um, so I'm very grateful for that because it was incredibly helpful. Oh, and we also right. learned about how underutilized people are. That's the other thing, too. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I think that's for me after now realizing that uh, I would say wherever you work, I would say 90 percent of the, the staff feels that they're underutilized. Right. Right. And that's a big problem and that because right. that that's the that that's like, you know, the cause of um, a lot of issues. dissatisfaction right yeah. yeah and anger and uh negativity is because of that you know and like how do you identify it quickly enough to cut it off at its knees you know and that there's a term of cancer in the clubhouse right i guess that's a baseball term yeah that's definitely a sports term yeah and i think that's the other thing too is immediately walking in know who the cancer in the clubhouse is either find out if you're gonna like operate or they're going to change or get them out of there quick. Right, right. You know? Nip then, it in the bud. Don't make it weird. Yeah. Uh, don't make it weird. Yeah. Right. And I think that's the only thing about creatives. We're so non-confrontational yes. about things. And that's the other thing that, that we were taught. You know, you got to walk in there and face it. You cannot like just like I tended to be like somebody who does not want to have any confrontation. I would like hide. I would like try anything I can. Really? To, I feel like, that's, like, I feel like not, that's not true. Is that? No. Really? I, I th yeah. I, I like, yeah. Okay. I, I try not to, like, I don't want to have any problems, but then, Fair. but then you're not actually making it worse, right? Like you got to face it head on. Um, so these things we learned, um, we, we, we learned a lot about organizations, what's good about it, what's bad about it. You right. start analyzing what is really going wrong and what is fixable and what isn't. And what is your problem? What isn't your problem? Right, right, right. right. You do, especially when you run your own company, 
you take on every problem. You cannot, you know, like if you do that, you're like kind of fucked. Um, so we had to learn a lot on that front and it was super helpful. Like I'm, I'm really, really extremely grateful for that. Uh, that's actually really funny. Cause like, I realize I don't like matrix, uh, structures. Mm, oh, um, but like not like a, not a vertical re- reported it, structure. It's like a lot of lateral communication. Yes. And I think that, I think a lot of people think that's an efficient way of creating a shop. And I, I find that to, I feel like that's a signal of bloat. I for think, me mm-hmm. that's very that's true a that's really, a really yeah, good, good observation oh, that's, yeah. Op- yeah. that's awesome actually yeah you're absolutely right and it also means that you're not willing to take on the responsibility of really getting involved yeah no you know? that's true so with that being said I that's another learning that we take away and we go we're never going to have a company like that right so, right and and then and I really believe that that's the whole point is not to redo the same mistakes that you've had previously um, and I think that's why we're doing so much research right now to see all the other case studies that are out there. And that's a, one thing that really annoys the shit out of me is like a lot of creatives think they, they come at it at this emotional level. If you don't have a strong thinking or strategy, you're just a dumbass. It's you true. Know? It's it's so true. It's so, st- and it makes You gotta me- have an opinion. You gotta have, you know, goals or something or yeah. else it probably is not the right place for you, you know? Right. It's yeah. a combo of soft skills, hard skills mm-hmm. type of totally. situation. Yeah, and I'm so done with the one-hit wonder thing. You know, like I see so many creators out there do the same hit over and over and oh, over. Yeah. It's just like, please, please wake up and do something else. Right. You know, and I think that's, I think it's funny because um, my mom actually said to me, are you a little bit nervous going to start something new again? And I've of course I am. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm human. I'm fearful of failing. But then on the other hand, as a creative, no, I want to do something else. I want to do something better, you know? And if I fall in our face, don't worry. I'm going to get up again. I might break a hip this time, but you know, I'm going to get up and we're going to keep running. Right. Exactly. How did you two meet? Meet, meet. Uh, on the ADC board. Yeah, the ADC, see, the ADC brought us no. together, brought us together. I know, that's it was an so amazing true. thing. We did yeah. have this Hell amazing yeah. idea about doing a fundraiser for the ADC. Yeah. Uh, because Nicole and I. In would, the past or current? In, in, the past. Uh, in the past. Because Nicole and I really do think about having children, right? And of course, there's one thing missing. Um, and so we thought it'd be amazing if we had a sperm bank from the ADC, all the most creative guys. I think we actually talked right? about a this. vending machine. <laughs> you can't have Stefan. Oh, we were trying to get, we were trying to get you to be part of that too. I'm sorry. <laughs> but the funny thing was they, the, the board thought it was so funny. So am, they mocked everything up. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's an interesting idea. There should be something curated existing for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like really amazing mm-hmm. creative. Interesting business right. model. Right. Um, That's really, you know, honestly, this is so fascinating because it does, it's pushing a, an envelope um, in, in a way that why have we never pushed that envelope? Why have we never even attempted to open that envelope? You yeah, know? it's not that you just want, you would, wouldn't you want to create these uh, dynamic partnerships? Yeah. <laughs> would you want to They're design dynamic, a guys. dynamic partnership yeah exactly there you go boom yeah you know let's get on that genetic engineering tip mm. oh there's another ip i'm gonna get on this one Ooh. yeah because yeah. it already it already happens in a way like um 
in a in in a way that that's much more mysterious on a, like a millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire level. Like, why does that not happen in a more creative level that's actually scalable? If you think about it, let's talk offline on this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been doing it. Uh, yeah, they've been doing it in in England for how many hundreds yeah. of years now? Wow. Okay, we're thinking those Brits. We're thinking now. <laughs> exactly. Don't anyway. trust those Brits. <laughs> Rich, what are you doing with your life right now? What's happening? I mean, you're gonna you. I see you everywhere. Of course, you're actually. I have a job. No, I know yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have know. a job. No, no, I have a job, but uh, that I still have to. Yeah, but no, I, I am uh, doing a lot of crap. A lot, a lot of a lot crap of, in the world. A lot of good crap. Oh, I appreciate that. I mean, really, it's oh, thank really you. super, and it it's like amazing how you're such an amazing advocate for all of the creatives too, and you still have a job. I still, yeah, no, that's true. Well, the reason I said that just because I, I was talking to someone yesterday, but like, oh, like, do do you still work? Because you do all this other stuff that's not work. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I. Do you sleep? I do sleep, but I don't have any hobbies. Technically, this is like my only hobby. Like my my hobby just making stuff, and I don't. It's this dots <laughs> making stuff and then um, doing the full workday. But I'm usually up at like 530 or six in the morning, going to the gym and doing dedicating at least an hour of something creative. That's either within this space or just kind of, you know, doing something that like is a social media post or whatever. Um, but I've been very fortunate as of late to to have a lot of partners in my life that are willing to collaborate on content so I don't have to do it all myself. So like even um, I, that Nike thing that I did. Which is awesome. <laughs> oh, Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank really, you so much. Really, really oh, cool. yeah, that was beautiful. Oh my God. Like that was so stoked on that. And uh, it felt, it's, you know, talk about going full circle. It felt like such an interesting full circle of my time at Nike. Yeah. And then coming back to it on a more meaningful level, being able to inform their ecosystem from the outside. Um, but like all the partners on that, it was, uh, you know, I t- uh, paired with Sunday Afternoon, which right. are the homies, you know, yep. like Ahmed and JC. And then they brought in partners and, um, you know, uh, we everyone just paired up to uh, teamed up to to create the content. So the onus was was spread. Right. Then I even did a couple of murals for like Adidas that, yep, saw yeah. that which <clears throat> yeah. is awesome, too. Uh, oh, yeah. So. And then those guys were like, oh, yeah, just come in for one night or two. Like my, the lift on me right now is just uh, I just have to show up and then do the thing and then I can exit. So it's actually kind of nice. Right. And then this is like even here we're a listening party um, on a Saturday. I could theoretically record three episodes in one day. And, oh, wow. You know, because you can just block the content. And so uh, every season I do. I like to do at least six. And before it was like a hard lift because I have to do like one. Um, I could only do two people. It was like two condenser mics that I had that would like connect Ooh, right into my gosh. computer. So it'd take forever just to get six episodes, which was what used to be one season. But then now, theoretically, I could record a full season over the course of two weekends, you know? So the scalability and the ability to just create the content, but then still have the hand in and then know that I'm just going to release it through these channels work with these partners and like these are the people that i trust it just helps me keep the day job because the day job um and it's a a vp of digital design across the the music brands now at viacom it it, that's a heavy lift and that's you know that's all the all the brands now 
No, it's um, it's MTV VH1 CMT logo. So right. like technically the, uh, all the music channels. Hello, it's, that's a lot of work right there. That's four brands, four that's big four, brands, four big brands. And I touched some of those brands more meaningfully, um, and and less so in some others, just because I'm some of them are still trickling into my mm-hmm. my workflow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that my most of my time there is spent either within that uh, strategy space or connecting laterally or kind of. Um, kind of, you know, linebacking for my team to make sure that they can do the thing that they need to do. And but then on occasion, I'm still making the stuff. But it's, you know, how does I, that experience <clears throat> at Viacom yes. like, uh, influence everything else you're doing? The oh, this is a good question, because I imagine that this also has a massive impact of like how you look at things, yeah. how you yeah. tackle problems. Totally. Right? Yeah. Well, everything that I've actually done with the podcast, which is, you know, started out as a personal project. Right. It it was something that I did out of anger because I hate Donald Trump. And uh, who does not? Yeah, exactly. Wow. So and I released it. The first episode released the the weekend of his election. Mm-hmm. So I released it that Monday and I had two episodes in the tank and I was like, it was with Juan Carlos and Ahmed to my brothers and, was, and it hadn't even coalesced itself into that, into what it is. And I was like, fuck this. I need to release this because I just need to express my feelings in some way. Right. And my anger about the narrative around uh, immigrants, um, just, you know, really like getting in my cross. So did that. And then after that, just recorded four episodes like every week to do the thing. And then now it's kind of scaled up a little bit. Um, and the way it informs the team is like my team right now and shout out to to everyone on the uh digital design team at mtv virtual and cmt logo gavin ariel uh matt um lillian i know i'm forgetting some names uh, or some names aren't passing but i I love all you guys like they're super multicultural super Uh. young and and the idea of 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 working with them all the time um i want to give them a voice Mm -hmm. um that also helps them recognize their identity within um within a workspace because what I feel uh, within large corporate culture, and it's not just indicative of Viacom or even Widen or Nike or whatever, is that the identities that we that we carry ourselves, like within our hearts and within our genetics and also within our own circumstance, those don't always um, overtly inform the, the final product, even though the final product uh, very often does have to address identity. So there is a complete disconnect within that process. So it's like it's not speaking truth to power and it's not um, your it's it's the mentality of for not with. But I want to be with not for. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's really that is so awesome. It's yeah. really funny because if I had to break down the work that you do in a nutshell, I would say that I'm always impressed at the true, uh, authentic look and feel and message that you bring. And I feel you always bring an honesty to your work. And now hearing about how you deal with your team and how you give them credit and how you're trying to also advocate for them. Right. Fuck, can I work for you? (laughs) Shit. No, I think you're doing the right thing. I think it's so important. And also like when you look at brands these days, you cannot look at it from just a white male perspective. Right, right, exactly. You have to have, you know, people that make this country be involved in that. And I think that's very important. Diversity is very important. Yeah. Um, And we that that was one of the things that was like high on our priority 
right. um, at Widen, right? Like to really have a very diverse group and very different perspectives. You don't want to hire people that just think like you. Yeah, of course. You don't. Yeah. I don't want, you know, like that's, that's not the right way of doing it. I don't believe so. Yeah. So you're doing a great thing. I, oh, thank I, you. I really do. I love you. your authentic voice that you bring to your work. It's yeah, awesome. Because it's real. Like nobody likes fake anymore. You no, know? Like yeah. this is just bullshit. I mean, you have no hair. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, well, you know, that's, if there was ever a, a flaw, a flaw in the veneer, it's the hair. <laughs> well, I mean, honestly, like I wasn't always like that. I mean, I remember early in their career, especially like OG Young Gun days. And I'd be curious to know what you what you think. It's like I I remember being so jealous of everyone o- around me that was like popping off on certain levels. I'm like, oh my god, why aren't I doing this? Why aren't I doing that? We all go through that. Yeah, we absolutely. all do that. Of course mm-hmm. we do. Yeah. I think then, it's a phase that, yeah. I mean, probably all of us went through this. No, absolutely. and that's all about insecurity, don't you think? Right. Oh yeah, totally. You know? And we, you get more and more mature over the years yeah. and like you, you learn a lot of things and you, you gain confidence um, and and those feelings will go away. Yeah, no, it's I true. mean, you probably don't feel that at all anymore. No, you're you're yeah, maybe no. seeing things and you're like, more in a competitive sense yes then you know out of a position of fear yeah i just you just see the tracks you don't you realize that you're not all on the same track anymore you realize that they're just they're different sports being played and then you can see someone else's basketball game you're like oh yeah they're killing over there i'm playing football right now (laughs) and then but then i might switch over to basketball great analogy you know you just you just see the other fields it's it's fine And and i think also leadership Leadership is uh, isn't just provided by title. I think you have to you have to understand what that means. And you know, days when I've been an asshole and I've had to openly apologize for it, or days when I feel like I haven't been my best self. Like I just try to have like way less of those days and like lean it in, lean into um, generosity more. See so. that that goes back to what I was telling you about the failure thing. It's like you have to own it. Like I totally love what you just said. You're gonna have great days when you are on your game and inspiring and getting people. And but you're human. Yeah. And you might not have those days, but guess what? We have to be a little bit understanding, right, of everybody out there. I do like this idea about the fields. Oh yeah. That's a really nice analogy that I think all of us has to stop not being on a field. Right. Get on the field. Right? right. And if it's not this field over there, you know, come over here or whatever. And I think, again, I'm going to say it over and over again, and maybe I'll laugh at, you'll laugh at me in five years, but that's the one thing I've learned is like, we have to stop being individuals. We got to get back to power in numbers. Agree. You know? Community. Right. And I think that, unfortunately, the one who's doing power in numbers better than all of us right now is a guy that we don't want to be part of our leadership. Right. That's true. You know, he's done a great job of pulling together a group of people that probably has been disenfranchised for so long. Yep. And it's time for us to come back in and say, no, this is really about morals and ethics here. Right. It's true. Come on over to our field. Right. Yeah. When we speak to um, serving underserved communities and underserved demographics, that goes both ways. For sure. I mean, oh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a strategy. It's not, it's not, there's, there isn't necessarily morality in speaking to underserved communities, you know? Ooh, that's deep. I know it is, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. Wow. Why are we doing this so early in the morning? Now I need a drink. <laughs> well, you're going to see Jesse and Gina in a while, uh, in, a, in a little bit. You're going to have a drink. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. where are y'all going? 
Are you coming with us? Where, where you, I have to go to Comic Con. I was laughing. <laughs> I have my Walking Dead you, badge. Yeah, you should. You should go there <laughs> now. We're gonna go. We're gonna relive Portland for a hot second. Um, he's like, "Why don't we meet at a Hoxton?" We're like, "There's a Hoxton in oh, yeah. New York." It's, um, a, it's a nice space over Brooklyn. Yeah, I think we're gonna go over there. So I think Marina's never been in Brooklyn, so it should be interesting. <laughs> oh, I hear there's a place she across has never the water. crossed the river. Yeah, actually, it's right by um, Beyond the Streets too. Have you have you seen that exhibit? No, it's that, that... yeah, we did, Marina in L.A. Oh, oh yeah, okay, got it, got it. It's got a it. fantastic exhibit. It I is. think everybody should go check it out. It's amazing. It is. It's on here right now. It's it's right. It's in Williamsburg by the Hoxton. I know it, they're either closing or maybe on the verge of closed. I don't know. Um, but I thought it was super dope. But. No, it's amazing. But you know what? What that, a great, it's a really good exhibit. That was a great exhibit. Yes, you're right. And I think that's the other thing that's a miss in certain places. If you don't have the space to show the work and get people, how are you going to get them educated? Right. You know what I mean? I think that's why it's so exciting to come to New York. Holy shit. There, you walk out the door and there's something great. Of course. Yeah. You know, I mean, even I was at this fucking Starbucks reserve this morning and I, of course I was critiquing Kicking the shit out oh, of it. Oh, the one in the by uh, the meatpacking district. Yeah, meatpacking district. Gotcha. She took forty minutes <laughs> just to get okay, a I don't fucking know vanilla that latte. That's a problem. Have no. you have you seen the Starbucks Reserve they have in Seattle? Have you seen that? I did. Yes. Yeah. Probably is huge. It is huge. I think it was the OG Starbucks or something. Yeah, like that. it was. It's down in that one square area. Yeah, it was pretty. That one was very impressive. Yes. I have to say. I, I I only went to one in Shanghai, which is weird. <laughs> that's the first time I'm like, oh, there's a Starbucks reserve. That's so weird. You but, can have wine in a Starbucks. That's yeah. so strange. But that's that's another and a thing. charcuterie platter. But that's another thing that we've been talking about is experiences. That's the reason why I love coming to New York because yes. you always have many different types of experiences. Yes. And Dense. And, and, de- yes. And I think that's the difference why uh, there are places that I love and places that I don't love. It's because I don't have those experiences. If I have the same experience every day, I want to shoot myself. But that's why people are different. Like there are a lot of people. I mean, there was this recent study um, that was talking about the fact that a lot of people, especially young people, are moving out of like big cities like New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Portland. I didn't know that was a big city, but they mentioned that. Um, and and tend to go he gets into... shout outs in uh, Drake songs big <laughs> 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 enough to get shout outs there you're right um, so so people tend to move into smaller places um, uh, to have a more affordable and relaxed lifestyle that's certainly not for everybody um, I, I love being exposed um, in larger cities and like yeah. Uh, uh, that energy level is just so important to what I do so important to what Noreen does I think probably to yeah. what you do right? oh, yeah. like, I need it to survive it's, yeah, yeah it's 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 good energy you know why are you in town <laughs> what are you in town doing just we like just got our haircuts we just got our haircuts shut up <laughs> and see our friends that's what we oh, do oh that's cool is it also it's pure vacay pure vacay okay, I'm sure that there are a couple of business things that and you no, it's a, but it's the first time where we're not like, you do know like did I tell you this like you know when during our widened time we would we would get our haircuts still in New York like really bougie anyway oh it's like a treat yourself situation well but we would be on conference calls we would be emailing like you were constantly available we would take meetings people they put chairs next to us so while i get my hair color you know like people would come in and like we're interviewing it was a little (laughs) weird you know a little hard you know what i don't hate that because i'm sure a lot of people actually look at that like that's the dream 
but then it's, you know what I mean? Like the dream. No, of it like, isn't. I, I, I know, but I'm, I'm talking about perception versus reality. I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh my god, like I can't. That looks like that's so dope, and that's uh, probably would have would have been in a in a rom com in the in the mid '90s as a perception oh, of the yeah. advertising industry when I was like very much that uh, that uh, that sexy I'm, industry. I'm sure nobody, but it's painful. Nobody at White was doing that. I think we were the only weirdos that um, <laughs> that that tried to be really time efficient. Right. But um, this is the first time where we're actually. I would say relax. That's you awesome. know, there's no worries. There's just excitement, um, and and seeing our friends, seeing you, and and for us, friends and business is somewhat intertwined. Yes, yes. There, uh, there is certainly no. That's how you know separation. you're good at it. You know, that's how yeah. you know that you're good at it when it is intertwined. I think. It, and, and it's it's interesting. I mean, th- that's the people we surround ourselves with, and it's just awesome. Um, um, to catch up um, with friends and see what they're doing. It's just so inspiring and so amazing and just walk around the streets. Actually, it's really, to it's be beautiful. very, uh, not as wonderful as how you mentioned it, but I think the one thing that we realize is that we are now curating our friends. If we can't inspire them to to move forward or they can't inspire us, we got a problem, you know? And I think we found ourselves realizing that we were surrounded by some people that just constantly we're trying to pull them out of a hole and it's like dude this is the third time i'm telling you how to get out of this hole right i'm getting tired of talking to you about you know and i it's a pattern of behavior yeah it's a and it's one that you know it's unfortunate because there's some long ties that we've had with people but then on the other hand we've realized you really are as good as the company you keep yeah, you know, and, and that's really true. Because so, Rich, you, this is the last time we're gonna talk to you. We'll talk to you I, I knew that <laughs> I was gonna funny, get. I, I, know, I knew that I was gonna get canceled in the middle oh, of this God. interview. <laughs> no, but like you want to be with people that have the same aspirations. You know that yes. that want to yes. do something, that want to move things. Like it, it, it's it's just this this uh, being like minded in a certain sense. Um, you know, I mean, all of our time is valuable. There's only so much time you have and, and you can give. Right. So you want to make the best out of it with people you love and adore. And and, and, and I seriously, you know. I love I love looking at the work that you're doing because I am constantly trying to figure out how do you get that secret sauce into these compositions? You know, like I do, <laughs> it's the, the storytelling, the authentic voice, the opinion. Like, it's very interesting how you weave that, your personality and the thinking around it. Oh, that's so funny. Right? Yeah. I mean, sure, at a surface level, people might say, oh, that's beautiful. But when I really start breaking down your work, I'm like, how the fuck did he come up with that? And, <laughs> and, and that's, uh, why is he saying that? You know, I really, well, I'm intrigued by your work. Well, you know what? Uh, what I really credit the storytelling to is, is really SVA when I went through their uh, Masters of Illustration program because it was so much about storytelling and then working with um, uh, Marshall Arisman because Marshall Arisman oh. and I, I fucking love Marshall. Shout out to Marshall because he's the god and he's like the Johnny Cash of illustration, <laughs> and and he, and he kind of, he kind of broke it down for all of us in that really competitive program. They only accepted twenty people a year, and, and he, he he talked about energy as well as storytelling and really crafting something over time that held weight in whatever form. And also it gave us the process of, um, you know, coming up with an idea, being authors of that idea, um, responding to feedback because you'd be in there like, you know, with Marshall, Carl Totolo, RIP, wow. so like, you know, uh, Victor yeah. Cohen or uh, Mirko Illich. And Mirko was so tough. <gasps> I love Mirko. I, I love Mirko now. 
I love Mir- <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, Mirko now. Oh, really? I, at the time, I remember thinking, why is he so hard on us? Um, but I realized almost immediately afterwards, I was like, shit, you know what? That was the most real world prep for all this shit. Because he said the realest stuff in there. Also Victor, too. Um, if Marshall was like the emotional center, we all like gathered around his energy and his spirit. Because he also he read our auras. And I, I was always scared to ask Marshall what my aura was. because Oh, no, really? Yeah, Marshall reads auras. And if you look at all his work, um, um, especially with animals, it's about the spirituality of um, the um, and kind of basing itself in in, in you know that um, like you know the, the the core of on like the earth. It's it's so crazy. And then Mirko would just tell us really how it is in terms of working within the industry. Um, also, um, you know, working with Milton, being such close proximity yeah. to yeah. Milton. And you remember he brought Milton into the into the studio so we could talk to us, which is like, you know, kind of amazing just to pick his brain at that stuff. And also at that point in my career and development. And then that storytelling mindset just always traveled for everything I did. Cause, and then I was doing illustration, advertising, even when I went to Nike and like learning their level of storytelling right. and how they tell their stories. It all goes back to, for me, like the authenticity as well as manifesting the inspiration into tangible pieces and what those tangible pieces mean in terms of construction of a three-dimensional object or um, references within like um, within an illustrative form or even the way the strategy like lands even for this for a podcast like this it's it's like I just know my, my the story that I want to tell is just based in in my personal history and it goes back to my parents and then that's the relative piece that I think we all got you know but I really, I do always toss it back to Marshall because Marshall's the God. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that is so interesting that you said that because I do believe it is about pedigree also. Yes. Well, yeah. SVA is a fantastic school when it comes to that, for right. sure. For I sure. mean, still the best talent coming out of there. Yeah, so Absolutely. like I, I will say one thing. I do love the fact that people think that they could be great creatives on their own. But if you don't have the pedigree, yeah. if you don't search out that criticism from those certain individuals, like if you look at Nicole, Nicole, you have Sagmeister, yes. Carlson oh. Walker, Designers I Republic. I certainly didn't go Ian. to the best school, but like I, no, but the pedigree, I learned yeah. from from those guys and saw how they. I mean, they were it was a very small scale, right? right? But they had high impact on culture. Absolutely, right? Um, and that was fascinating. I think all of us have a good, like. Even for me, I have April Griman. You know, even though right. she thinks I'm a dingoberry. But, uh, you know, if you have... You have an AIGA medal. Oh, yeah, I do have an AIGA medal. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking wild. I know, I found it the other day, and I'm like, you know, maybe we should put this someplace. In the bathroom? <laughs> no, but, you know, I, I think, you know, you're right. Uh, the CalArts side of things, with Lou Danzinger and Lorraine Wilde and April Grime. Like, you can go on and on and on on everyone's pet. And that's the one thing I get so annoyed with when I see these designers, and they're like... Where should I work? I'm like, why don't you find somebody that you really want to believe in? But also, like, you went to ColorArts at a very, very, very interesting time. I mean, you had Ed Fella, oh, right? Yeah. You were his first student, his big first fella. class, who is, who is <laughs> like, big incredible, you right. know, human being, but also just such an incredible artist. Um, you went to school with Catherine Opie, mm. you know, like, there are all these famous artists that came out um, during that time. So you were... Really, I was a right nobody. Moment. You went to SVA at the right time yes. with, you know, the most incredible instructors, but also people. I mean, you had so many 
good people in your class too. Yeah, no, that's you know, true. like and, and all these uh, incredibly talented people that came out of there. And, and you, you see know? them rise up too. You're like, oh wow, I can't believe we were in that fucking drawing class. <laughs> Yeah. You know, together, it's like looking at uh, drawing someone's butt that one day. <laughs> but, but now we're now we're doing, You're doing this real thing. stuff. <laughs> the, the hard work, the real work of the art real school. Work. Drawing butts. I mean, it's hard to draw a good butt. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, I know you're loving this shirt that I have on. I you know? am. I keep staring at it. Yeah. I know. Is it, is it a dumpling yeah. or is it a Nike shoe? Exactly. Uh-huh. You're, you're looking. Uh, so for the listener, uh, Noreen is wearing a uh, looks like a soup dumpling illustration with a little waffle uh, as one of the dumplings mm-hmm. um, with a swoosh on it. <clears throat> yeah, I got little that. Little baby waffle. Yeah, I got that at the Nike uh, Innovation Store, the first one. Um, in Shanghai. That Nike built in Shanghai. Oh, that's so cool. And I was like, this is the coolest shirt on earth. I know. That's I know. so fucking cool. It's really funny. It's like a dumpling wearing dumplings. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that. Okay. <laughs> no, but it's dope. It is. It, and that's the other thing too. Like, I, April Griben said one day, bringing up April again, who thinks I'm a dingleberry, but a- April said one day, if you can't sur- surround yourself or wear well-designed stuff, what are you doing? You know yeah. what I mean? And I think it's really true. You've got to curate what you've got. You've got to, you've got to live it. No, yeah. it, it was very funny. Like I remember when I was at Carlson, Carlson, we going through these crazy parties. They still do. Um, and Constantine Boehm, you know, a really, really incredible industrial designer walked in and he looked at me like, we got to work on your outfits. We got to work on your clothes and your haircut Whoa. and all of that. You got to look like a designer. What an attack. Let's get wow. going. And, but th- I didn't take that as a, as a bad thing I actually triggered something. Oh, that's and interesting. And then, you know, my hair looks now like this and, uh, um, oh, so you weren't, really you weren't appreciate... always this. I feel like when I first met you, you oh, were no. so fully formed. Oh no. Oh my God. I was like, I know, bad so you had, you had taste, just one British clothing crap. And then <laughs> have you ever seen a well-dressed German? I don't think so. Okay. Um, white socks and sandals, you know? Um, no, it was, uh, like I didn't pay attention to any of those things. It wasn't part of my identity. Oh, wow. And that just developed over time here. But Constantine was the one that actually said it and that triggered something. And it, I, don't, I don't know what it did, but it, it, right. it, it certainly helped shaping who I am. Well, it's yeah. funny that you say that. Oh, sorry. No, no go ahead. Uh, oh, it's in funny terms that you of say clothes, that. not in terms of personality. Right. Um, I remember back at SVA, Mierko, like his first day, uh. first day of class, he looked at all of us and we're all 20 people in there of like various backgrounds and like all just kind of like wide eyes, like, oh my God. And he was just like, you are all visualizations of your work. And I remember that was like such a big takeaway because we're all illustrators and visual thinkers. And then everything like it just connected with me on such a level. It's like, oh, shit. And that is exactly that. Yeah. It's like I am a visualization of my work. And I still take that to this day. Yeah. Totally. And I was just going to add that, you know, Lu- Lucille Tenanzas uh, at some AIJ retreat. Pulled- oh, she's amazing. She is super amazing. Yeah. Another like and amazing. she's Filipino too. Yes. And she's first generation. You should have her. Over. I know. I, I've only like. Oh, I'll introduce you. Like, spoke with her a couple of times. Yeah, um, Stacy. She's really great. Like was trying to. I get could me, do a really good imitation of her too, which <laughs> oh I won't do because she'll oh give me shit. God. But um, Lucille. Okay, do we? <laughs> just, just, she's like, hello, Noreen. It's Lucille. 
anyway so um but lucille pulled me aside speaking of which just like you constant in mind yeah lucille pulled me aside and said noreen listen if you're going to be a leader in the profession you got to snap out of it you got to be a leader and you got to remember what you're saying and what you're doing and i was i looked at her and i was like who said i was going to be a leader and she said i said you're going to be a leader and i need for you to start acting like a leader and i i remember being kind of blown away and i'm not taking it in a bad way i woke up the next morning and said she's right i'm gonna like i'm gonna run yeah you know and i think i think that's very important that you gotta look the part act the part and be that person or else we're just going to be a bunch of people who like play with crayons for and, the rest and of our lives. I think true. it's very important. So it true. has nothing to do with like anything, you know, um, uh, it, it's just about the looks and stuff. Not at all, but it's playing a very important part um, uh, of who we are. Yeah. I think optics are very important. I think it's so a lot of designers or creative thinkers don't necessarily think of that all the time, but really leadership does, there is that element of it. And and it's important to recognize that. Well, the only way you're going to get a seat at the table is to be relevant to being there, you know, and I, I've decided from now on out, Nicole and I, you know, we'll try to play a part, but that's just trying to be the part is another story. Right. You know, and right. I think that's what we're doing right now is we're being who we should be. And, uh, and who we want to be. Yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, going, it's not goals, it's aspiration, you know? Yeah. And, and um, uh, everybody should have that in their lives, I think, because that, that that's what creates like new things and, and, and things that are relevant and eventually change culture. Yeah. In a positive way. Oh, I love that. Well, let's I make some change. That. Let's make some change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So as we're winding down, this is so fucking awesome. I love having you two in here. Oh, we should I love do this you. again. We are oh, really grateful that you. you asked us to come join you. Oh my god! Frankly. Yeah, thank it's you. It's an honor to have you in here. Are you kidding me? It's I. It's rare that I would change my day to at the drop of a hat to accommodate like you know, a human, a human being slash human beings. Like, I can't believe yeah. you did that. So I thank you. I really oh can't God. believe you did that either. Oh no, it was, I was like, oh shit. Yes. Yes. I was like booking, I was booking the studio immediately, immediately. Same thing happened very recently with, uh, my home girl, uh, Nancy Kalala Mutiti. Uh-huh. And then, uh, Nancy came in and, uh, she just coming in from Virginia. And like, we were just talking about her upbringing in Zimbabwe, but she just DM me like, that night, she's like, "Oh shit, I'm gonna be in New York." I was like, "Yo, we got a book time studio." So, like, it really, like, I, I, I love accommodating people that I love. Well, you know what blows me away? It's like you're having us on this side of the table, and I feel you are so much more interesting. Like, disagree. I, I, I don't get it. You know, like, I want to hear more from you. I guess I'm gonna have to listen to this podcast so I can get more. <laughs> Exactly. Son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, so I don't have to listen to content now? Oh, shit. Nah, it's content shit. Luckily, it's good content. Yeah. So you're doing an incredible yeah, job. Keep it, it up, man. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Exciting. Okay. Um, so as we're winding down, um, I'd love for you to just uh, tell our listeners a little bit about like things that are coming up. I know we covered in the beginning, but anything that's coming up, anything you want to cover. I know that this might release a few weeks down the line. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is that catch-all. Let's throw some uh, energy and shout-outs and juice at it. That's a great idea, actually. I think, um, I think the difference between good and evil, 
is that good creates things and evil tries to kill it, right? And if we're in a world right now with so many, so much evil and we're constantly trying to kill things, I think it's time for us to like start looking at the good and advocating it and promoting it. So Nicole and I are going to come out with hopefully some good ideas and some a new way of working and bringing people together. And I'm just tired of the evil out there. You know, it's hard enough to give birth to a baby and then all of a sudden have someone tell you your child is ugly. So it's like, come on, people, let's all rally and let's make something great. I Love mean, that. what do I say to that? Nothing. <laughs> Everything would suck. Um, I shut up now. <laughs> oh, come on. No, Rich, thank you so much for having us. You're you're awesome. and um, You're awesome. Noreen, you're not so awesome, but you're okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Also, very, three kidding. very distinct hairstyles in this room as well, which I love. There's great hair in this Wait, room. Wait, you have a hairstyle? Yeah, the, 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 like no hair. Exactly. <laughs> but you have really good eyebrows, I noticed. Oh, thanks. Great I, have, eyebrows. I have thick eyebrows. I used to have like a little bit of a unibrow situation when I was a kid, but then just naturally went away. I love away. the arc of your brow and everything. It's oh, my God. Good. Oh, uh, so where can our f- listeners find you? Where can, um, social media, websites, the interwebs, anything. Noreen Morioka. Um, Nicole yeah. Jacek, easy on Instagram. I don't do Facebook. I don't do Twitter anymore. I think I have all those accounts, oh, but I really just it's, it's use Yacek. Instagram. I, have I been mispronouncing it for my entire... Jacek. Oh, yeah, for, for a long time, I said Jacek because it sounds so, like it's Americanized, sounds so great. Um, um, Yacek is the proper pronunciation, but I honestly don't care. Okay. Either <laughs> oh, way is great. Um, yeah. Cool. I think we're more Instagramming now. Uh, I don't Instagram that much. Okay, but, but, I Instagram but, all the time. Sure. <laughs> Call us, email us. They'll <laughs> find it. us. You can cool. Google it. Nicole, Noreen, love you so much. Thanks for showing up. Oh my God. Thank, thank you, Rich. So that was a really good conversation with Nicole and Noreen. Super fun, enjoyable. Honestly, I just love spending any time with those two overall. It just feels like great times. So that said, you can find this podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast content. Please rate us and drop a review. It helps spread the good word. Go to firstgenburden.com for all the episodes. On Instagram, we're at firstgenburden. You can find me, your host, at rich underscore tu. Again, thank you to Listening Party and Canal Street Market. Follow them at at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. Thanks to the DesGen team for their support. Thank you for checking out Season 5 of First Gen Burden. Come back next week, dropping every Monday. Be safe, everyone. Bye.